0: Sloop gives it up. Parker to tie. you Get back! He this is going to be a tough play. Bryant, the Cubs. Finds Rose. Rose trying to get open. Fires away. Bang! It's over. The Bulls win. It. To win it. No! No! Yeah. The row is in. Collided. The more, the row is Anderson. What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic. Everything Sports-Related Podcast. Today is August 26, 2022, and it is currently 12.15 a.m. Central Time. That means you're probably listening to this on your morning commute or at lunch, and I am sleeping 110% because it is going to be a very long night. The night has only begun. We just finished editing some videos for Skytown um, and a couple other podcasts that we're going to be coming out with very soon. We're going to have Rob Scott from Rob's Two Cents, one of my favorite Chicago natives, that we're going to be having on the show again very soon. Talking Bulls, basketball, Bears, football, everything. Um, but with that being said, what is this episode going to look like today? You know, with preseason week three going to be recapping this weekend, I think it's it's exactly the right time. I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait. It's obviously so early. And I will be so frustrated if there is, God forbid, knock on wood, an injury this weekend um, that completely fucks and flops this episode. But... You know, heading into the last week of preseason before the NFL season kicks off, I think, you know, you're really looking at it from that perspective of this is what we're going to see, this is what we're going to expect moving forward. And we kind of have an idea of what these lineups and what these rosters are going to be looking at from a depth chart perspective. Um, You know, we're going to be talking about everything today. You know, usually we're talking about Cubs, Sky, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, whatever it may be, even the White Sox from time to time. Um, But today we are talking about all things NFL, every single award possibly given. We're talking Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player, Offensive Player, MVP, Super Bowl Champion, Worst Player in the League, um, Worst Team in the League, many different conversations. I think there's going to be a lot of different ones um, for a lot of different people this year because there's so much good talent in the league right now. I think realistically, I think it could go so many different ways. I don't think there's a single person who can give out every single award correctly. If they do, I mean, the, the betting odds on that is insane. Now, obviously, if you go with the favorites and all the favorites end up getting it, you know, it's you're not like a wizard out here. But if you want to be, you know, creative and you want to think of it from a fan perspective or from a analytic perspective, I think that's a different way you could look at it, too. Or just, you know, going with your gut. That's what I do. And that's why I'm a horrible sports better. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Hardball, I'm literally the same. I'll, I'll make a thousand dollar bet on the under against the greatest player of all time because, you know, I'm thinking maybe we can get one here. But with that being said, no one wants to hear about my gambling addictions. We're going to get right into this episode. But before we do, I do want to show some love to my baby, my product, something I have invested so much time and effort in. Um, If you guys do just have a minute just to listen to this. If you don't and it's too annoying for you guys to even pay attention to, feel free to skip forward. But I would greatly appreciate if you just had a minute. Um, You know, Skytown is just really hitting right now man and it's been so much fun it's been so much fun and for those who don't know i created sky town as a part of mike on the mic and the all sports all plays network it is dedicated to the chicago sky and the WNBA, and we started it at the at the end of last season when they won the championship obviously we covered Every single game last season on Mike on the Mic, but you know, I, I really wanted to dedicate something specifically to them. And throughout the season, I've gotten chances to be in person and interview Candace Parker, Coach James Wade, who congratulations on the contract extension all the way to 2025. we love to see it. Um, you know, Allie Quigley, Emma Mieseman, Kalia Copper, Courtney Vandersloot, Rebecca Gardner everybody. We have interviewed damn near everybody on this team. Um, And I just interviewed Dana Evans for the first time this year, um, the other day. And and it was so much fun because when we started, when we started covering this guy, she was the first player I ever actually interviewed. And that was over an anchor interview, you know? So it's it's just coming into full circle of me being a WNBA playoff post-game interviews and pre-game interviews and getting to meet Dana, getting to really just meet this team and be a part of this. And, you know, obviously I'm rambling now, but that's how dedicated I am to this. And, you know, it's really been popping off ever since the playoffs started. Um, Obviously the Chicago Sky will be playing against the Connecticut Sun this Sunday at 8 p.m. Central at Winchester Arena. Get your tickets now. Um, But, you know, it's it's definitely something to where I'm getting interviewed more. I'm getting asked to come on podcasts and networks and just talk about the sky. Somebody called me the sky guy the other day. Um, that's the mascot of the team, but it, it, it's, it's all love. It, it's, it's so much fun. So I guess what I'm asking is, long story short, if you guys don't mind, if you haven't already checked out Skytown, go on Mike on the Mic YouTube right now, click playlists, and you can find every single Skytown episode this year. We cover every single game. We cover every single injury. We cover every single post postgame, pregame, all the types of interviews that we've had with the team. We're going to be having an interview one-on-one with Courtney VanderSloot and Allie Quigley talking about their time in Chicago very soon but with that being said if I have taken too much of your time already just by asking this we are gonna get back to the video Um, but I appreciate every single one of you have been riding with the WNBA the all sports all plays network Skytown and of course with me Um, and I I truly do appreciate it but with that being said let's get back to it we're gonna start off offensive player of the year this one's interesting to me this one is interesting to me because I think there are so many different ways this can go now Notoriously, you know you're looking at a running back or a quarterback type award, you know, a wide receiver winning this award it more times than not you know it's it's not going to always happen. You're usually going to give it to the quarterback because that's also who's going to be in the MVP conversations. Or Or the running back, like a Jonathan Taylor, like a Christian McCaffrey, like someone along those lines, um, this year, I look at it very differently. I think when you look at the tight end award, tight end award um, offensive player of the year award, pardon me um, it 's something to where you know you have to take into consideration of what they do for the franchise and what they 're going to continue to do now. I do not love this team whatsoever. I I hate them. I hate them with a passion. Don't hate them as much as I hate Green Bay, Um, but I definitely hate them. But I think my offensive player of the year this year, in my opinion, is going to be Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to take that leap with a new head coach and a new system. And you know, uh, with a competent head coach, whether you like him or not, Mike Zimmer was not only one of the most arrogant, ignorant individuals I've ever come across, Um, But he's somebody that I just feel like really was only there to collect a check. That guy was, you know, he's there for defense and they rank dead, damn damn near dead last in defense every single year. Um, You know, offensively, he didn't really have anything to do with that and and what they were planning on doing. Um, So I think there's so many different ways you could look at it. But I think at the end of the day. Um, You know, Mike Zimmer being gone, even if even if I were to replace him, I think benefits Justin Jefferson. So I think JJ right now, you know, watching Jamar Chase really take off, really watching him come out of LSU, really do his thing and get to a Super Bowl in his first year with former quarterback Joe Burrow, who was also at LSU with JJ and, and Jamar. It's a conversation to where I think JJ is ready for for some glory, ready for some praise. You know, everybody knows him for the gritty. Everybody knows him for, you know, the TikTok dances and all this other stuff. But respectfully, respectfully, I think this kid is the best wide receiver in the league. I did just trade him in fantasy, but trust, trust, I had my reasons. Um, But I I do love JJ, and, and I think he is definitely one of those guys that could go down as the best wide receiver of this decade. You know, obviously next to guys like Devontae Adams, but it's a new decade. It's only 2022. Um Devontae's aging, so I think you know JJ is entering his prime. He's not even near his prime yet, from what we're seeing. And I think right now, you know, it's the perfect opportunity for not only him but Kirk Cousins to step up. Dalvin Cook is still a dog. You have Adam Thielen, a couple of nice draft picks. Um, you bring in a couple of nice tight ends, and I think really what they got to do is get the ball rolling and and build that defense through the draft and just continue to make this offense better. I think allowing themselves to be dual threat offenses is, is what really held them back. Some games, they were pass heavy. and some games, they ran the ball for over 200 yards with Dalvin Cook and, and Mateus. And so I think um, or Madison, pardon me, but it's, it's a conversation to where, you know, with a new head coach, a new regime, a new offensive coordinator, a new everything, you know, it's, it's refreshing with Green Bay losing Devontae Adams with the Lions still kind of being in that in-between of, you know, they're, they're on the come up, but they're not quite there yet. You know, you, you need that conversation starter, especially with the bears who are in a complete rebuild. So I think right now, if there's any shot for them to win the division, it is right now, this specific year. Because the Bears... You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like we're going to be a Super Bowl champion next year, but we're sitting here right now and understanding we have over $100 million in cap space at this very moment going into 2023. The Lions are just going to continue to get better with Campbell and obviously a couple other individuals that we're definitely going to name later when it comes to the awards. Um, But, you know, it's. And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, so you can't take that too lightly, especially with a Christian Watson going into year two. Um, But, you know, with that being said, I do think Justin Jefferson is my offensive player the year. I think that's one of the most underrated ones so far. I've seen a lot of, you know, I, I honestly, I, I have seen a lot of Josh Allen's. I've seen a lot of Jonathan Taylor's. I've seen a lot of Justin Herbert's, but I truly do believe that this is the year for, for Justin Jefferson to kind of be the face. You know, Jamar was the face last year, but honestly, statistically, I think JJ had a better season. And I think that's just the reality of it. You know, there were a couple games where Jamar has over 200 yards, and that's fine, but if you take away those couple games, you know, th- honestly, J.J. hasn't beat, and, you know, obviously, if you if you took away a couple games from anybody, anybody could have anybody beat, but I do think, you know, that there was a lot of um, dead stats in-, in a couple of those games. Now, obviously, 200-plus yards is 200-plus yards. I'm not taking anything away from Jamar. He also won me my first fantasy football championship, so uh, I got mad love for him and J- Jalen Waddle, so... You know, at the end of the day, I I got Justin Jefferson winning Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I think it's going to be super exciting, and I think it's something that not a lot of people are really looking at. Um, Keeping it on the offensive side of things, we're going to do Offensive Player and then Offensive Rookie. That's how we're going to run this. Um, But with that being said, you know, I'm looking at Offensive Rookie of the Years, and right now when you're looking at the 2022, 2023, um, the odds for it, you're looking at Kenny Pickett is plus 700, Drake London is plus 800, Chris Olave plus 800, Brees Hall is plus 900. Um, There's a lot of people on here. And and I want to say first and foremost, I think there are two clear cut candidates for me um, that I would kind of look at. and, And the way I evaluate this, especially for offensively, defensively, I think anybody can do anything. You know, Micah Parsons wasn't on the greatest of defenses but, you know, he really made them shine. You look at Chase Young, wasn't on the greatest of defenses, but he made the Washington Commanders what they were, technically the Washington football team at the time, um, you know, in, in 2020 and what they were. So I think, you know, defensively, it's very different conversation, but offensively, you have to take into consideration who's around them and who is their QB1. So right now, I think one person I'd like to... Kind of, you know, give a shout out, you know, an honorable mention um, is Traylon Burks. I-, I think Traylon Burks out of Arkansas is one of the most talented individuals out of this class. I think he's one of those guys that you can have to look at as a wide receiver and take him very seriously down the stretch. Um, but with Verbal being his head coach, I, I think, and Derrick Henry being back, obviously they're going to run the ball. Um, and Ryan Tannehill, as-, as good as he is, you know, I think he's sitting. Right in the top 15 of, of best quarterbacks in the league right now. I have him around 12 to 15. I'm not going to put him in my top 10 just, just yet. And I, I'll stand by that. I said that on the ASAP network. I've said that to my buddies. I've said that to just about everybody. I don't believe he's top 10. Um, you throw three interceptions that costed you the game in the playoffs with or without Derrick Henry, it was bad plays. Um, and, and overall, I just don't think he's your franchise guy that's going to completely change, change the organization. Derrick Henry does that. And, and that's clear cut. And obviously, it's very two different circumstances. Derrick Henry is a freak of nature. Derrick Henry is, uh, is an anomaly of, of what the running back position is. Um, but, again, it's a different conversation. Do you think right now, what would the Tennessee Titans be if Aaron Rodgers was QB1? He's probably one of the favorites. You know what I mean? So I think when you look at it like that for the Tennessee Titans, not even to be a top five favorite um, with a good defense. It's not great. It's not horrible. Um, It's a good defense. And you obviously have Derrick Henry. I think, you know, AJ Brown's replacement in Traylon Burks is, you know, in the, in the short term, maybe not the greatest, but I do think it's going to be solid. But to get right to it. I know I'm all over the place tonight. I'm giving everybody their love um, and their flowers. But with that being said, we're going to get into it. For me, per- personally, right now, Offensive Rookie of the Year, in my opinion, is going to be Christian Watson. And I, it pains me to say that. We're starting off this video. My first two awards is to a, a Minnesota Viking wide receiver and now a Green Bay Packer. I think Christian Watson right now um, obviously, he has that nagging knee injury that happened, I believe, in in, in preseason game one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm really not watching Packers games like that, but you understand that, you know, this kid was having amazing connections. He he has nothing but positive things to say about everybody. He loves where he is. He, he, Aaron Rodgers loves him. You know, he he said, he said horrible things about the entire wide receiver core um, and, and the entire group so far. Um, but he he has not said a single bad thing about Christian Watson. You know, obviously growing pains are going to happen. Um, but I think that's a big part of it. You still have a nasty defense. You still have LaFleur. You still have Aaron Jones. Um, and A.J. Dillon, you still have Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball. And if something, God forbid, that were happening to Aaron Rodgers, here comes the Jordan Love experiment. So I think, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, him being that clear-cut replacement for Devontae Adams, it's not going to be Sammy Watkins. It's not going to be Alan Lazard. Um, Vandell scaling is gone. And I think at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of questions to how long is it going to take for Christian Watson to start to perform very well. And I think when you have someone like you know, and Aaron Rodgers, it's not going to take very long. I think health is just going to be one of the biggest factors of it, which is why, you know, if he's not healthy and this knee injury persists, I think Traylon Burks is going to be that guy. Um, you, You look at the situations and you look at the individuals. Right now, Kenny Pickett, you know, he's going to miss at least a couple games because we know Mitchell Trubisky's QB1 for at least week one. Drake London has Marcus Mariota throwing him the ball, and the Falcons are honestly... I'm going to say this in the most respectful way possible, dog shit as of right now. Um, Chris Olave is on the Saints, and they're going to run the ball very heavily. And you also have a guy like Michael Thomas coming back. So I think that's going to be an issue. You still have Jarvis Landry. There's going to be a lot of mouths to feed. But Chris Olave is going to be a stud. Don't get it twisted. That Ohio State kid is a stud, and I wanted him on the Bears. Um, You know, you also look at Brees Hall. The Jets blow. So if Brees Hall can get, you know, some – if he can somehow get the Jets over six wins – I think that's a W, and he can honestly be in this conversation. But still, you know, Garrett Wilson, another guy on the Jets, James Cook, you know, obviously there's so many running backs in that system. And, and with Brian Dable gone, you still have Josh Allen throwing the ball and running the ball. Um, so it, it's definitely a, a conversation to where, as much as I like James Cook, I, I don't know what amount of reps he's going to get. But I do think right now, Christian Watson to me is the clear cut offensive rookie of the year. Um, we're going to start it off, though. Defensive player of the year. Who do you have? And why? Honestly, right now, in my personal opinion, bearing injury, I think the Los Angeles Chargers take the cake with Joey Bosa. I think right now it's it's not out of pocket. It's not something to where, you know, we're sitting here and we're wondering, you know, is that even possible? How is that even going to happen? You know, can he stay healthy? Uh, Let's forget about that. If he's not healthy, let 's say we'll we'll go somewhere else, but that's a different conversation for a different day, but as of right now, I think Joey Bosa is clear cut. You have j c. Jackson joining the team, one of the best corners and safeties in the league, one of the best defensive backs. Um, you look at Khalil Mack joining the squad you know it, it's it's creating so much so much serotonin right now, I guess is the word I could use for Joey Bosa, who in years past, has had to do everything he has had to do everything. So I think right now when I look at the Los Angeles Chargers, obviously they're very name heavy. Um but they're very well well coached by their defensive coordinator. And I think, you know, obviously they've had some head coaching decisions that haven't been the greatest. Um but I think as a defensive coordinator, they're really in the right place right now. They have a great group of veterans, they have a great group of young guys as well. You know, that's the beauty thing about veterans. You know, some guys could be 4 years into this league and still only be 26 years old and in their prime. You know, we act like some of these guys are older than dirt, but the reality is they're not even 30 years old. So I think Khalil Mack is still going to be a dog, and pairing him up with Joey Bosa is disgusting for that pass rush game you're looking at right now i think jc jackson could be a potential defensive uh defensive player of the year as well just because of all the many forced balls that are going to be coming out because of bosa and mac but i do think you know joey's going to have a great year i think it's going to be super exciting and i think right now um there's a conversation to where we can really look at him and being a historic year for not only the franchise but you know just overall the league, I, I think this is going to be a great year, and, and we're going to tie this back in a little bit later in the conversation of defensive team of the year. And I think right now they're right up there with the Bills, who you know they, the Bills are deep on all cylinders, but the Chargers could give everybody a run for their money. They are in a very deep conference, or a very deep division, pardon me, but also a very deep conference. I'm not gonna lie, um, the AFC is stacked, so I think it's going to be super interesting, but. On the other side of things, because of what happened last season with Micah Parsons, um, maybe not being the greatest team, maybe not having the greatest defense, but defensive rookie of the year as of right now, as of today, and it is not just because I finished Hard Knocks episode two, um, I have watched a lot of this kid. I've watched him do his thing. And I think right now when I look at Aiden Hutchinson and I look at his work and I look at his craft and what he's doing to adjust to this game, I think Aiden Hutchinson is my clear-cut defensive rookie of the year. I think, you know, a lot can change. A lot can change. I think Sauce Gardner is one of those guys as well um, that can really just stand out and be that guy from day one. But I think, and I'm gonna say this with all due respect, as somebody who was a defensive back, I was a defensive back and a and a half back. Um, but you know, it, it's it's something to where I feel like the first season for a corner or any DB um, is is a learning curve. I think you're adjusting to the speed of the game. I think you're adjusting to the quarterback's ability and arm arm talent. You're adjusting to the playbooks. You're adjusting to the speed. You're adjusting to everything. And I think right now. Aiden Hutchinson has that leg up on everybody because his game doesn't change. Just the talent he's playing. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, all you got to do is get to the quarterback. And that's your goal. Now, the offensive linemen versus college are... are Entire different juggernauts and entire different breeds of men. Uh, These are gods compared to some of the colleges that, you know, Aiden Hutchinson was playing at in Michigan. But I definitely do think, you know, this kid is going to be able to remain true to himself and just continue to build off of what he's doing already. I think the only way he can really shit the bed is if he allows himself to. I think Dan Campbell's one hell of a head coach. Um, I think they have great defensive coordinators in there, great defensive coaches to really kind of help him up. Um, They brought in a couple solid defensive veterans for this team. You have great presences in there, great leaders in there. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. And I, I think honestly... You know, they're going to translate a couple wins this season, whether people like it or not. Maybe it's not going to be the greatest year, um, but it's, it's definitely going to be better than it was last year, at least in my opinion. So I have Aiden Hutchinson winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, obviously, that's not, you know, that's not a shot in the dark. That's not, you know, um, a hot take, but it's definitely my opinion as of right now. I think it's going to be really exciting, and I think, you know, when we really look at it from the grand scheme of things, what are we doing and why are we doing it? it is one of the biggest questions that Aiden Hutchinson always asks. And, and it's something to where, you know, when you look at him and you look at who he is, he, he questions why he's doing what he's doing. You know, he wants to learn. He wants to get better. And that's what I meant by that. You watch this kid break down film. You watch this kid watch his own tape night in and night out. You know, this kid wants to be great. And not to say that the others aren't. You know, I'm sure Sauce is amazing. But I, I think when you look at the game, um, you know from what history's told us in history's past is the conversation of a DB you know my honorable mention is is obviously sauce I think you know Gardner is one of those guys who you know you can truly look at right now and say you know this kid is going to be one of the best corners in the league at some point but you know it's always an adjustment period the first couple games and you know it's going to take some time but I think Aiden Hutchinson you know if not uh, if not Sauce, Agent Hutchinson is my defensive rookie of the year. But let's get into it. The conversations I know everybody's waiting for. MVP. My MVP is is so tight. It is so tight right now. Um, I think obviously you know Aaron Rodgers unfortunately, is not going to get the 3 P. Uh, losing, you know, Devontae Adams, as much as I think Christian Watson's going to be great, I, I think it is definitely going to tell. It's going to tell. There's going to be a learning curve. Um, another year older, you know, he's spent all summer on psychedelics and with, um, uh, uh, I don't know what to call her. Uh, mm, I'm going to be careful on what I call her, but with a woman who believes some spiritual things, um, and and it's it's definitely... You know, I, I don't know what to expect from Aaron ever. I, I really don't. Um, he's already calling out his wide receivers for not running the right routes or not looking sharp. So I, I really don't know what's going on. I, I really don't. So I'm going to give it to Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen wins MVP in the 2022 season. Um, runner up, though, honorable mention is Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is so slept on. He's already through Last season, he threw over 5,000 yards. You know, and, and the biggest part of that is missing the playoffs. The biggest part of that is, you know, maybe not the greatest record, all this other stuff that factors into that. Maybe your head coach blows it against the Raiders in, in one of the last games of the season who the Raiders were a laughing stock in the league at that point. It, it's totally disgusting. You lose by a field goal. It is what it is. But I think right now, if if what we think is true with Joey Bosa, with, you know, obviously Khalil Mack, with Eckler, you know, you have Williams, you have Keenan Allen, who, in my opinion, is a top 10 wide receiver. I don't care what anybody says. One of the most consistent wide receivers in this game. One of the most reliable wide receivers in this game. Big Keenan Allen fan over here. Um, but I, I do think, you know, at the end of the day when you look at how much better they've gotten defensively, it's going to help translate into wins. And I think that's what MVP really goes into. Now, Offensive Player of the Year, you know, it's that conversation of, you know, well, what are we doing? Well, well, well why didn't he, he win Offensive Player of the Year if he's the MVP? And I think, you know, it's two different conversations. I think Justin, Justin Jefferson's, record and his stats are going to be two very different conversations you know his stats are going to be phenomenal and I think he's going to have some of the best stats historic stats he's probably going to break Randy Moss's record this year if he because he almost did last year he only needed like what three yards and Zimmer wouldn't give it to him in like 40 seconds left of the game he decided to kneel that's neither here nor there but you know it's this conversation of winning translates into MVPs nowadays and it's also let's be real a quarterback's award It sucks to say that, but unless you're a running back, I really don't see anybody winning that award anytime soon. I think Jonathan Taylor is also an honorable mention. Um, But for me right now, I think, you know, Josh Allen or or Justin Herbert are really going to be those guys. Um, I wish I could say Patrick Mahomes, but without Tyreek Hill, um, I think, you know, they're going to be a very one-dimensional team. Especially, it's not even Patrick, it's Clyde. I, I don't trust Clyde's uh CEH, I don't trust him at all. I don't think he's the future of your, you know, running back position and and you know, it's it's definitely something right now where Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are gonna have one hell of a season. They're going to be very very busy um and Andy Reid does have a lot to make up for so I think it's going to be interesting I think it's going to be something that you know we're all going to look at this season at the end of the year and say was this potentially one of the best seasons of football in in quite some time I, I think it's definitely possible um you know I've heard a lot of people say uh Russell Wilson for MVP this year I think it's it's a conversation, but I, I think it's it's a little out-of-pocket as of right now. I, I just want to see Russ healthy. I want to see him get a connection with Jerry Judy. I think that's going to be super exciting. Um, and, th- and that leads into our next one. Before we get into our Super Bowl predictions, um, one, obviously, we're going to get into Defensive Team of the Year. I think that, without a question, is going to be either the Buffalo Bills or the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, right now, I'll say the Bills, but... I. Mark my words on these Chargers, folks. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I eat these words, but I think the Chargers could have one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, I truly do. And obviously, that's probably not a hot take, but it's just the reality of what I'm thinking on. Um, Best offense in the league, I think, again, um, in my opinion, it's either going to the Raiders or it's going back to the Bengals because I I think they're just going to continue to capitalize on what they need to do. Um, I would have loved to see them kind of get that replacement for CJ, who went to the Jets in free agency. Um, that being the Bengals but you know with Boyd with Higgins with obviously you still have Mixon you have Burrow and obviously you still have Jamar Chase so it's going to be super exciting to see them really back bounce back from that Super Bowl loss um, a lot of teams get a Super Bowl hangover other people really just get into it the nitty-gritty of things and, and really just break that down but I, I think it's going to be exciting I think it's going to be fun and I think it's going to be one of those seasons we're all going to sit here um, and, and think about it for, for years to come so it, it's going to be a a lot of fun and you know at the end of the day um nothing's crazier than what I've seen in the last 24 hours at Bengals Rams uh camp this week Aaron Donald swinging around Bengals helmets at everybody just beating the shit out of everybody I, I believe it was an altercation with former Chicago Bear Leonard Floyd that that kind of instigated that I guess they were going at it all practice Um, not, not Donald and and Floyd, Floyd and uh, a Bengals offensive player, whoever it was. Um, it it was just an issue, the entire practice, and then everything popped off, a fight broke out, and then here comes Aaron Donald, one of the biggest men in all of sports and all of the world, swinging around two Bengals helmets, where the fuck he got those helmets, I have no idea, but... You know, if Miles Garrett got suspended eight games for hitting mason rudolph i'm I'm very curious to see what happens with Aaron Donald um but you know, I, I don't know if he actually hit somebody. I kind of watched it, but I didn't see it um I'm curious to see what happens with that. Obviously, it wasn't on a big stage like you know the the Garrett Rudolph hit, but it, it's definitely the same magnitude of you kind of set a standard here. you kind of have to run by that, but will they do it? It's Aaron Donald, who knows. Um, it's a, it's a very different conversation when you're talking about the defending Super Bowl champ and one of the best in the league. But, you know, with that being said, let's get it right into it. We are talking about Super Bowl champions. I think this is the year. I say this a lot, but I think this is the year. Obviously my favorite player in the NFL is Josh Allen. And I think this is the year for Josh Allen. I think it's going to be an exciting year. I think it's going to be fun. I think this is the season he gets over the hump. And I think a big part of it is because Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are likely not going to be in his way. I think if he can get to the dance, it's over. You know, if this defense stays healthy, bringing in Von Miller was huge. Bringing in James Cook is huge because now you have more RB help. Singletary and Moss, I like Moss. I I like Moss a lot. Singletary, I'm not a fan of. Um, that's with all love. Obviously, I got love for the Singletarys, but that's that's Mike Singletary, not Devin. Um, but it, it's it's something to where you know, I think they're ready. I think they're hungry and they're tired of losing to to coin flips. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're ready to grab it by the ball. Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox going into his, hopefully his second, you know, pro bowl type year. He had an amazing year the second half of last season. He broke his hand and, and that was a problem. You know, if he can just stay healthy, I think it's going to be a great year for him. Obviously they haven't gotten Cole Beasley back, but honestly, they, I don't think they're going to miss him. I, I really don't. I, I think it's going to be a conversation of Josh Allen just continuing to make, Guys, better than what they are, um, and, the, and they really did replace them with a couple studs. Gabriel Davis is still here, you know. There's Khalil Shariq, there's Jamison Crowder, there's a couple studs on this on this wide receiver core that you can really look at and say, "Wow, these guys are solid." And not to mention, you know, let's talk about the dual threat tight ends they have. When healthy, Dawson Knox and O.J. Howard out of Tampa Bay um, comes over to Buffalo, I think it's going to be super exciting. My big question is their offensive coordinator. You know, obviously Sean McDermott is that guy. You know, defensively, he holds it down, but you know, who's really going to be running plays and is it going to be very different from what Brian Dable kind of installed or is it going to be a different conversation? You know, I'm I'm going to relatively speak on it and probably think it's not going to be too different um, because, you know, why fix something that's not broken? But it's definitely something right now to where if it benefits Josh Allen, not only do I think he wins that MVP, I think we're talking about a Super Bowl champ. And and I think it's not even going to be close. I think it's going to be a landslide. Um, You know, Justin Herbert to me is one of the guys still in his way, Um, I I was initially going to say, and a lot of people might be upset by it, but Deshaun Watson. You know, I thought Deshaun Watson was going to be one of those guys who could potentially win, you know, an MVP. Um, You know, really being out of Houston, having Amari Cooper, having Nick Chubb, having um, Najoku and a bunch of other guys and Miles Garrett and company on the defense. Um, But obviously missing 11 games, there's no way, shape or form that's happening. Um, But it's, it's, it's definitely a conversation right now um, to, you know, the talent, the talent is there and it's throughout the entire league and throughout the entire organization, um, of Buffalo that, that Buffalo is here to stay. And everybody's kind of understanding that, you know, they are not going anywhere anytime soon. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be super exciting. And obviously I'm a very optimistic person. Um, but it's, it's definitely going to be a great season if everybody remains healthy. You know, I got Josh Allen in fantasy football this year, whether I go zero and 17 or not. I am going to have an amazing year. We named our team dedicated to Josh Allen. Not joshing Around is officially here. Um, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll read you guys my team. I'll read you guys my roster just because um, I want some feedback. My boys are killing me. I had Justin Jefferson as my keeper. Um, I had number three. Oh, by the way, if no one's caught on to this, we're basically done. Uh, we're just bullshitting now. But with that being said, uh, if you do need to leave, yeah, be my guest. I, I won't take it too much offense to it. Um, but if you want to stay around and listen to my fantasy football team, we do have Josh Allen at quarterback, Aaron Jones at running back, David Montgomery at running back, Jalen Waddle is wide receiver one, T. Higgins wide receiver two, TJ Hawkinson is our tight end, Brees Hall is our flex, Chargers defense, and Robbie Gold Good as gold baby Is our kicker um, on the bench, this is where things get a little oof. Um, but we have Traylon Burks, Brandon Ayuk, Khalil Herbert. Um, I always butcher this kid's name. Pat Fre- Freemoth, um, from obviously the Steelers, the, the tight end. Uh, Jamal Williams, Christian Watson. Um, we have Tyler Boyd, and then we finish it off with Derek Carr. I, I think it's going to be a very interesting year for me. I made a couple questionable trades. Um, you know, I had Justin Jefferson, he was my keeper. Traded him for Najee Harris. And then I traded Najee for – what did I trade him for? I traded – and a lot of people are going to shit on me for it. I traded him for Aaron Jones, um, TJ Higgins, and then Tyler Boyd just because I needed wide receivers desperately. Um, and obviously, I still had a couple solid guys, and you know, it, it is what it is. But he traded Najee for Dalvin Cook, so I don't want to hear it. You know, a, a, that to me was an L. But with that being said, that is our episode for you guys today. Definitely let me know um, how you guys feel about my my way too early NFL preseason predictions of, of talking about the NFL season. Super excited about it. Let me know what you think about fantasy football team. I think it might be good, might be trash. Who knows? Um, but it's going to be super exciting. Nonetheless, I'm just super happy football is back. So with that being said, again, if you haven't already, definitely check out Mike on the Mike on all streaming platforms. Check out Skytown on Mike on the Mic YouTube. Again, click the playlist, click Skytown, and you're there. Um, check out the All Sports All Plays Network. And with that being said, we're out of here. Peace.